This week I want to talk to you about using the tarot in a different way than you would expect. You can use it to write stories. You can use it to get a deeper analysis of what's going on in life. And I have found that by creating little short stories for the cards that have come up, that I can really get to the bottom of stuff that's going on in my life. So welcome to Soul Food Nibbles. This week, as you've heard in the intro, we are going to talk about the tarot. I have been reading tarot cards for many, many years. And one of the things that seems to be the most difficult for both me and for my students seems to be reading for yourself. So sometimes it's easier just to, to get a set of cards and to do a three or four or five card spread for someone else. You can analyze the cards, you can work it out, and it seems to be relatively simple once you know your cards. But when you turn that to yourself, when you bring that inside and you have to actually apply it to your own life, sometimes it can be kind of difficult and you kind of, maybe it's just you don't want to really see what's there or you maybe um, only see what you want to see. So I've come up with a new technique and we've been working on this in the tarot group and our live calls. Um, and we've been working through trying to create stories for the tarot. So in the blog post for this, there's a picture of the cards and I want to read you. This was a six card spread that I had done back in October. And it was a, a spread created by the Mystery School and it was a, sort of about transforming consciousness, about awakening dormant abilities, you know, deep everyday stuff. Um, but what I had done was I pulled the cards and the cards that I got out, um, I had got the Queen of Wands, I had got the Queen of Cups, so I got two court cards up straight away, which always kind of can put... The, uh, the fear into any tarot reader because court cards sometimes are the most difficult. And then a third court card came up, the Knight of Wands. It was then followed by two major arcana cards, Strength card and the Hierophant card. And it ended then with the Three of Wands. And I was working through this initially, um, card one, how can I transform my consciousness and I get the Queen of Wands. And then what specific action can I take to awaken energy in my body? And I got the Queen of Cups. What dormant ability lies within me? And I get the Knight of Wands. At this point, I'm thinking, oh my God, I didn't mean to pick these cards. I want to put them away. Um, because court cards, you know, I am going to do a court card masterclass in the Tarot Group and Soul Food Circle in 2023. So I hope you, you will be a member and you'll be able to be in there. Soul Food Circle is open, by the way, guys, so please do. The link is in the show description. Um, please do go and check that out and come and join us. Um, card four here, what experience do I need to have? And I had the Strength card. Card five, what knowledge awaits me? And I got the Hierophant. And then card six, how does my experience of life change as a result? And I got the Three of Wands. 
And when I first sat to look at these, I was like, oh, I don't really know where to start with these because it was for myself. It, you kind of put pressure on yourself when it's for you. So I decided, you know what? I am going to use the cards and I am going to write a little bit of story for each card. And I'm going to read you that story now that I wrote. And I hope that you'll see that by doing it this way, I actually got a really decent reading and I got a really decent analysis, personally anyway, for what I needed to get out of this. So beginning with the Queen of Wands. Debbie never liked being told what to do. As she sat in a way that would make her grandmother's hair curl on her very impressive throne, adorned with sunflowers and lions, she contemplated how much she enjoyed the magic in life. Her little black cat sat at her feet and they both enjoyed the clear blue sky. She was in Egypt, finally visiting the pyramids that had held such appeal since she was a little girl. There was such power hidden in these ancient monuments. She was fascinated by that energy and the technology of ancient civilizations and desperately wanted to learn how to tap into that. Sunflowers surrounded her and she held one in her hand. She loved how they always turned to face the sun, instinctively sensing the cosmic energy. She knew that in order to transform her life and wake up her consciousness, she needed to act on her instincts. She needed to birth her subconscious desires and create something powerful in this world. What actions could she take? She moved now to a seat by the sea to contemplate how she could transform her consciousness. Coloured rocks and crystals lay all around her. She loves a good crystal. Their power is so healing. The waters gently lapped at her feet and she stared into the covered chalice that was in her hands. The black angel wings and the handles reminded her that often true power is hidden in the shadows. Perhaps the answer to her quest lay inside the covered chalice. She could tap into her inner visions and dreams, meditate more, connect more deeply with the other layers of reality, lean into different levels of consciousness. Perhaps she could learn about dream analysis and get back in touch with creative writing. Art most definitely should feature. Perhaps the specific action needed is to tap more into expressing the subconscious through visual art. She looked up from her daydream and spotted a rather odd-looking chap on a horse that was clearly far too small for him. He was dashing about with a big wand and was dressed in a bright yellow robe, clearly not afraid to stand out. He seemed to be able to take risks without any thought for his safety, blazing a trail wherever he rode swiftly changing direction as he needed, and he seemed rather carefree and passionate about life. He reminded her that lying dormant within her was a passion for life and for art that was being forgotten. He sparked a feeling of being carefree, a long dormant side of her that needed to awaken once more. She had become swept up in the routine of life, going through the motions each day, it was time to break free from the rut. So what if she made mistakes? Who cares? If you aren't making mistakes, you're not taking enough risks. You're not living. You can always change direction and keep growing and learning. Yes, 
This dormant energy was awakening inside her. She could feel it rising and the creative spark was reignited once again. Her gaze now fell upon an angelic being who seemed to be taming a lion. No fear there. The angelic being had roses wrapped around her waist and an infinity sign above her head. Spirituality is an important experience, but so is physical struggle. The stresses and strains of everyday life do lead to an inner strength. She certainly knew that. Lately, she'd been experiencing difficulties in her own mental and emotional health. It does build a certain fortitude. She contemplated that if life was always easy, then she would never grow. Without the hard times, she would never appreciate the good times. As she gazed upon this scene, she realised that strength is built from hardship and it allows you to grow. She needs now to weave her desires around her waist like the angel's flowers, moving in the direction of her dreams and leaning into the strength that she's built over the years of her life so far. She found herself now at the doors of an ancient temple. Inside, she saw the spiritual teacher sitting with two students. He was passing on great knowledge and wisdom, esoteric secrets and ancient ways. She listened in quietly from the back of the room. He spoke of the duality of life and the need to be grounded. He explained that duality is needed in our 3D universe, but in deeper consciousness there is no separation. All is one. We are all source energy. This life is about working with the apparent duality and being the alchemist of your life, drawing in the lunar and solar energy to feed your deep intuition. This is the knowledge that awaits her, if she can lean deeply into the ancient arts of tarot, art, energy healing and intuition. She closed her eyes and imagined how her life would change as a result of all this knowledge. She would be out in nature, at peace, watching her ships come and go. She would no longer be stuck in her head. Analytical judgment would be less important than her deep intuitive knowledge. She would be in the flow of life, at one with source energy, peaceful and observant, no rushing about. She would have achieved a spiritual perspective and a true understanding of the divine feminine. What bliss! So that was my story for those six cards. And for me, it really opened up an awareness and it actually was the precursor to Soul Food Circle. And it's what caused me to create Soul Food Circle. And I followed it up then the week later. There was a full moon the week later. And I did a full moon in Aries reading. And again, I decided to tap in to the spread, tap in to telling a story. And once again, the Queen of Wands came up. And this time she came up, she came up um, as the sort of, she was the signifier really for it all. Okay, so she was... Um, or she wasn't really actually, she, it was the emperor that was the signifier. She came up as card number four, what fuels me. Um, so card number one came up as the high priestess, what is my goal for this lunar cycle? And card two, what must I leave behind, was the king of swords. 
Card three, how can I release my inner warrior was the three of cups and then what fuels my drive was the queen of wands. So I find it interesting that the queen of wands came up again um, and I thought it would be fun to tell a further story, like a follow-on from the last one. So I, I'll run it through here for you and you can see what you think. As the hunter's moon rose around and yellow on the horizon, Debbie considered the time of year and the lunar cycle. This moon rose in Aries and it was huge against the tree line in the distance. It seemed to say go big or go home. She could feel the power stirring inside her. She knew it was time to embrace her inner warrior. Now is the time to invest her energy and effort into what she believes in. Otherwise, what is it all for? Tempting as it is to hide away and retreat into the shadows, she knew it was time to work on her willpower. Her dreams may well be closer than she thinks. She decided to use the energy of this Aries full moon to tap into her adventurous spirit, to be the leader, motivator and rebel that she really was. A gust of inspiration grabbed her and she decided to use it to drive herself towards her true purpose in life. You see, lately she had been struggling a little. She had been finding it difficult to balance all the demands on her time and as a result was spinning in circles, getting nowhere. She had allowed herself to be blown off course. She had so many ideas and was passionate about so many things, but she couldn't quite find the path, couldn't quite see the wood for the trees. On her recent trip to Egypt, she'd learned a lot. She'd visualised how important creativity was to her and how much she needed to bring visual arts and creativity to life in her business. The seeds had been sown, but now what? What could her goal be for this lunar cycle? How could she embrace the power of Aries and use it to her advantage? She wandered around in her daydream and came upon a magnificent temple. Inside sat a virgin goddess between two pillars, one black and one white. She wore a blue robe and held a book of ancient wisdom in her hands. A veil separated her from the scene behind and it was as if she blocked the way. But you could just catch a glimpse of the deep, still waters behind her, with hills and trees in the distance. A crescent moon sat at her feet and her head was adorned with symbols of the triple goddess. She was the pure embodiment of feminine energy, dark, mysterious and hidden. There was power in her passivity. She exuded an inner wisdom and depth from her relaxed posture. You could tell she was full of wisdom and power. Debbie realised that she was symbolic of the deep unconscious energy that lies within us. Under the smooth exterior of the deep waters, often turbulent emotions and passions run deep. There are secrets within that unconscious place. The pillars in the temple reminded her that duality is an illusion, something that she had also learned recently. She had to learn to go behind the veil, to tap into the deep mysteries, to awaken the answers from within, and then, most importantly, to take action on them. Not to dwell forever in the mysteries of the universe, but to use the inner stirrings to act on the potential. Yes, this made sense. She could often go deep and get lost in the myth and mystery of the cosmic forces. It was important to take time to go within and learn, but equally important to use the answers and act so that her potential could be realised. Perhaps she could start to create her visions. What colours did she see? How did her meditative state make her feel? Could she depict this on a canvas and provoke an emotional reaction in a viewer? 
Her thoughts turn to the things now that she must leave behind in order to move forward with this energy. Immediately she saw a vision of a fierce king looking straight at her with a tilted sword in his right hand. Two birds flew high in the sky above him and he sat high up on his throne staring directly at her. She knew at once that she'd been overthinking things, that she'd been leaning into her intellect and operating from a place of mentality rather than creativity. For too long she had let her head rule the game. She knew that she often needed to have things all planned out and analysed before taking action, almost like she felt she needed to learn more and know more before she could be good enough to actually do the things she loved most. The birds high in the sky reminded her that when we let our heads rule, we often go so high we disconnect from the material world and find it hard to earth ourselves. She always had this tension in her between abstract thought and the action that needs taken. It was time to leave the mentality behind, to leave the overthinking part of herself behind, to take a leap of faith into acting on her real passions and not to worry about how it would work. Time to cut herself free from the mental ties of intellect and rationality and lean more into the creative aspect that the element of air brings. How to do this? How could she release this inner warrior? She spotted three women dancing in a circle. God, they looked like they were having fun. It's clearly some kind of celebration and all were as one, nobody leading, nobody falling behind. It was reminiscent of Botticelli's Primavera, clearly an indication of gratitude and harvest energy. They were embracing the wonder of life and sharing their experience together. It was a creative resolution of any previous conflicts. Perhaps she needed to share her experiences more, maybe leaning into circles with other women and using understanding and intuition to bring out creativity and passion. That would help her unleash her inner warrior and give her the drive to carry out the actions she needed to take. And as she considered what fueled her drive, she was once again taken back to Egypt and saw the powerful queen of wands astride her throne. Yes, the instinctual energy of creativity and passion was what drove her. The need to embrace the deep, powerful mystery of the cosmos, but to birth something new from it. To always turn her face to the sun like the sunflower she held. It was time to step into the light. As she opened her eyes from her daydream, Debbie felt inspired and energised. She must continue to look deeply within, but then birth these visions into reality. Creativity was what gave her life purpose. She needs to use this lunar cycle to embrace that and to take action towards her dreams. I hope these two creative writing stories that I wrote about my own tarot spreads will have inspired you to do the same. Will inspire you to pull some cards and tell some stories to see if you can get deep meaning and analysis from them. This is something we constantly work on in the tarot groups and it's really wonderful when you see other people really getting these aha moments. And I wanted to help lead the way with this. For me, the tarot is not a fortune telling tool. It is a tool for getting answers to your deeply rooted questions and to shine the light of awareness where you maybe have been overlooking things. So for me, it really opened the door that creativity and art is so important to me that it needs to form part of my day-to-day -day life. And as such, it is now part of Soul Food Circle. 
So I hope that this has helped you. I hope, let me know. Let me know if it's inspired you to write your own story. And if you are not already, please do jump into Soul Food Circle. The membership is open now at the time of recording. This is December. So go ahead, join the circle and uh, you will be more than welcome to jump in and spend time with us in tarot groups as well along the way as one of the members. I hope to hear from you. Let me know what you think of this episode. And as always, please do share it with your friends and leave a review if you find it helpful. If you enjoyed this episode, please do share it with your friends and consider leaving a review on Spotify or Apple Podcasts so other people can find the pod too. You can also follow me on social media. Just search Rocks and Rituals and visit the website rocksandrituals.co.uk.